out here on Horseshoe Lake. Welcome to the WTIP Boundary Waters Short Track <laughs> on Horseshoe Lake. That's right. Matthew's got a mouthful of peanut butter. Mm. We're going to be talking a lot about peanut butter on this particular episode. We are. Short track. And uh, it's April, a Sunday in April, late April, 2021. I've never been out here in April, Joe. I've been... Where? To check ice conditions? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been you on... getting a canoe when you do that? I don't know about the Boundary Waters. I'm thinking Poplar, mm-hmm. Mid-Trail, some lakes. But I've never done something like this. Three portages in now. Mm. Well, we are three portages in, aren't we? And we're about to go far beyond into the unknown. Yeah, so this trip sort of kind of started when, before ice was out, and Joe and I were feeling antsy, you know, to get on some water, open water. And so I proposed to Joe that we paddle the Brule River, you know, flows near the Gunflint Trail, about mid-trail area. Headwaters are Horseshoe Lake. Indeed. And so we we decided we were going to go ahead and paddle the Brule River, um, and then lo and behold, conditions changed. Well, the lakes popped open this past week. All of them essentially became ice-free. They're still, I mean, to my knowledge, they're all open now. That's right here. Yeah. And so we I came up midweek this week and checked out uh, kind of that poplar entry point, Liz Swamp, into Caribou, and it was open there. So we made the decision to start why why not just why limit ourselves to just the river when we can get into the boundary waters and float out of the boundary waters to the Gunflint Trail area. Exactly. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> it's a point to point trip. We uh dropped my car off on uh the Lima grade. Yeah. Which is a gravel road in quite the disarray this time of year, my dad. Mm-hmm. Um and we dropped we dropped it where the Brule flows under that road. And this is a point to point, almost a loop. Yep. We could walk it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Be a long walk. Um and it's a combination of lakes and river. It's beautiful and there's snow on the portages, snow in the woods. Ice, all the puddles are froze up. I was breaking my feet are wet, breaking through. Yeah. And the sun is out, though. It's just a gorgeous day. It was in the 20s, high of 28, I think, when we started, or close to it, maybe getting close to 30. Yeah, I'd say it's probably 36 degrees right now. Yeah, it's warmed up. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It does look like the breeze is picking up a bit, maybe out of the south. Mm. You know, kind of a southeast wind right now. So we're going to paddle into the wind. So we are going to get going, and we're going to share an update along the way. Should we... Describe our peanut butter situation. Yes. So, short backstory: We are in my Royal X canoe. I acquired this canoe quite a few years ago. Uh, it was a generous donation from some folks uh, at a lodge that purchased a lodge, and they didn't want this canoe because it had two holes in it. And uh, of course, I gladly accepted it. Patched the two holes with two-part epoxy, and it's been going great ever since. Until this morning. Dun, dun, dun. Describe what you saw, Joe, when you put the bow of that canoe in the water. 
Well, we got to, it was, sun was out, we were just so excited, it was glass calm when we reached the first lake, and dipped the canoe, put, loaded up some gear, got the paddles in, I'm getting ready to step in and look down, and there's significant amount of water, I would say, at that point. A puddle. A puddle it's yeah. a puddle, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was going to be an issue. Yeah, so I have duct tape in my truck, but that was, you know, back at our exit, and oh man, Joe just came up with the most ridiculous solution. He said, "Why don't you try putting some of that peanut butter on that crack?" Well, before we oh, left, sorry, sorry, well, sorry. before we we were gonna head out and inquire about getting some duct tape either at your vehicle or wherever we could get some. But in, before we did that, I said, "Let's take stock of everything we have mm-hmm. and see if something might work." Yep. And the only thing that has any binding whatsoever. <laughs> was the jar of peanut butter. <laughs> so, I I mean, I was like, that's freaking ridiculous, and that'll never work. But we didn't want to go back, and I'd be a fool not to try first. So at Joe's encouragement, I got some fingerfuls of peanut butter and started lathering it on the inside of the hole of the bow of the canoe. And then I was like, I, I don't know, this may work. And then I thought... Let's put some moss over the top of that. Mm-hmm. We crammed a bunch of moss over it, and then Joe had the idea of putting a rock on that. Lo and behold, we s- set out on the lake. <laughs> Merely a trickle getting through. Yeah, a, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> Freaking peanut butter. Yeah. I'm it, eating it right now. It's the new duct tape of you know, 2021. It, it, plus, you can eat it. I don't know if I'm multi-purpose a, tool. Yeah. Like a Leatherman. Peanut butter is the Leatherman of 2021. <laughs> I was I say with a mouthful of it. Yeah. Well, mm. so we, we've gotten just, there's a trickle coming in, but now we're really, we're about to hit this stretch where we have no portages left if all goes well. Mm-hmm. The canoe will not get out of the water again, barring some unforeseen beaver dams or snags in this, what is classified as a river, but could be much mm-hmm. different than, don't think the Mississippi here fair listener this is not the mississippi we are going down a winding creek of sorts we don't know what the water level is we don't know what obstructions await us and we have a canoe that slowly leaks that's filled with peanut butter dude when you say it like that it makes me kind of nervous i mean i was feeling really good until you just said that you just keep eating and looking (laughs) at the sun we'll see what awaits us and we're gonna check back in with you Somewhere along the Brule River after we get out of Horseshoe. Beautiful day out here in the Boundary Water. Horseshoe ho! This may be the greatest update of a short track or a part two or however you want to think of it of all time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were when we last hit record on this thing. The sunny shores of Horseshoe Lake. Oh yeah, that's right. Where all was right with the world. <laughs> Everything was easy. Oh, it was so easy. And we had easy, had just portaged over, you know, what, 180 rod steep snow covered ice, icy. icy portage. Mm-hmm. So that was easy. That was easy. Well, then moving right along. Now we're here. 
on the shores of the Brule River. How we got here feels like a dream at this moment. I have never engaged in such bushwhackery in the wilderness to this extent. Mm -hmm. This is a devil whammy. We're out in April. Cold water, cold temps, bushwhacking. I was literally thigh deep in whitewater rapids today, preventing our canoe from capsizing from a fallen cedar that blocked our passage through a narrow bottleneck. White water. And white, the white water was amazing. So that, I think the, the hallmark of the first section of this brule paddle was there was some beautiful little pools, but then these long stretches of narrow white water. Anybody, you know, you see the, how portages are between lakes, and they, it was like that. Uh, not impassable. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Many of them we had to go around because they were either boulders with fallen trees. We did a lot of bushwhack portages, but the real exciting moments were when we ran them. Going under, so the the cedar that caught us, that you were out on, where as the closest we came to losing control of the trip, I was in the bow and went somehow. Neither of us really recall exactly what happened. Oh, I think I remember. Lim- yeah, Limbo Joe. Well, we were going, we were going to get the there was like a you know, a three foot by three foot passage to get under this tree mm-hmm. where there was high enough and there weren't branches, and we just missed our mark by about a foot to the right. Mm-hmm. So we came scree, you know, just I actually we were about to smash in the cedar and I reached up. <laughs> with my arm and wrapped it around a giant branch above my head and I think we came screeching to a halt right before we smashed into that cedar in the water. Yep. Nearly tore my arm out of the socket, no joke. Yeah. And then we were scooching to the right (laughs) so that we could get through our window and then we got pinned between two two boulders underwater. Mm -hmm. And at that point I you were pretty powerless, I mean you couldn't move, and I got out of the canoe, and I, now I don't know what happened after that. Well, I recall going flat. I think I went back. Oh, like Matrix the, style. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, leaning way back. Yep. Just Ma- passed under it. Yep, and then you, I made it under, and then you came up over the top of it. Oh, yeah, I was holding on to the canoe still. And trying to hold on with all your might, trying to figure out how you were going to get back yeah, in the I canoe. Yeah, I climbed over the cedar, and then I was holding on to a branch on the cedar, holding on to the canoe, just like Iron Cross style. Just, I just looked at Joe and looked at the cedar and looked at Joe and looked at cedar, and then I looked at Joe and Joe said, You just got to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and I let go of that canoe, and you came back for me. Yep. That was... One of many, many rugged, intense, and great moments along the way. There's others like this this grove of cedars. Uh, Cedarville. Cedarville, a cedar swamp of old ancient cedars and snow and ice. Yeah, it was very, this, this area and this, we were portaging around a impassable stretch of white water and 
it was so thick with cedar that there was no light getting through. Yep. And it was cold. Uh, the water was frozen, uh, you know, the pools and puddles. Mm-hmm. A huge moose track. Biggest moose track I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And you were, fought, you were in the front at that time. We were doing just a straight-up carry of the canoe. And you were saying, there's moose tracks and, and wolf. And wolf, too. Side by side. Yep. In tandem on that portage. It was, it was such a... When we talk about the whitewater and too intense whitewater, it's not because of the inability to just shoot the chutes. It's because there are trees down in these narrows that hang over mm-hmm. that will take you out, or there's logs in the middle of the rapids that stretch across the river. And boulders that intersect with those logs and pinning things, like a strainer if anybody's paddled white water, creates a sort of strainer where the water continues with full force through it, but anything large gets stopped by it. Yeah. And that's a recipe for capsize. And we talked earlier about our peanut butter band-aid patch. Which H- held up all right. Yes. Until uh, the end. And it, uh, all of a sudden, after one particularly gnarly stretch of where we ran a shoot with lots of rocks, uh, we were taking on a lot of water. And it wasn't until later when we flipped the canoe fully over to dump the water out that we saw that my epoxy patch had basically been crushed and and now it was a hole. Yep. Taking on a lot of water mm-hmm. quickly. Had to put the paddle down for the final stretch and bail. Yeah, so I paddled in the stern while Joe just bailed our way to the end. It's quite a moment. <laughs> And we made it. We made it. And we're exhausted, and it, it took a long time. What, and... what we estimated to take one to two hours took us four hours. Yep. Uh, and I, I'm pretty proud of that. There was never a moment of doubt or regret. It was just one thing at a time. We're just, how do we get through this stretch? How do we bushwhack through these alders? How do we get under this overhanging cedar tree? Just little bitty baby steps all the way to the end. Yep. And it's April. We did some lake travel in the Boundary Waters. We did some river travel. And now we're here. And I'm feeling pretty darn good. (laughs) I'm feeling great too, Joe. I'm so glad that we decided to commit to this exploring of new terrain. Me too. Thanks for coming along the journey with us. We'll be getting some... Some other features to go along with this as well. And, and as always, thanks for following us on the podcast. We're glad to be rolling into May soon. And, and just today, this this is a final, kind of maybe a closure. I wouldn't say this is for everyone. No. Mm-mm. Even much more so than winter camping. This is, has probably less appeal. I mean, I, th- I think a, it is a certain type of experience. It, it's not easy. It is not... Uh, relaxing <laughs> it is a full on full body treacherous slog <laughs> it, parts of it could have been easy if we weren't bailing water out of our boat <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it was that definitely that kind of fun that you're just so engaged in the in the work of it that there's a bliss to it the hard the hard work creates a bliss that's right 
Maybe they can hear the birds too, and it's, it's the start of our paddle season. Exactly. Hey, Joe, what's that in the water down there? No, no, on the shore there. Is that a moose? Can't see any. What the heck? No way! Ed! Is that Ed? It's Ed! It is Ed! Oh, Ed, right there. <laughs> Here's the question, buddy. Do we, like, stick around and chat with him, or do we get out of here? I think we've got to catch him later. Ed! We'll talk to you later on the opener or something. We're headed over to Steve Olson's house. See you later.